Evening, Tom. Evening, Joseph. How are you, sir? Good. Trying out these new microphones. Yeah, it's not bad. A little, little. Yeah, not as good as usual, but they're yeah. ours. We finally have all we'll of our own. Grow with them, my friend. We will wear them down. Growth is what we're all about. Yes, absolutely. Speaking of which, Tom. Yeah. Do you like oranges? Do I like oranges? Why, yes, I do. Well, I prefer lemons. Boom! There's my intro. Wow. Okay. You know, Tom, last year I bought <laughs> a car. amazing, Joe. I bought a car. Okay. Yes, you did. And within a couple of months, I need to rebuild the engine. Turns out it was a lemon. Boom! There's my intro. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I was uh, driving a large citrus uh, down the freeway a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Boom! Love oranges. There's your intro. Thank you. I just wanted, this is all due to Anthony, who sent us an email recently that he likes our show. Okay. But he hates our long and boring intros. So... You're okay. welcome, Anthony. What the hell? I who's, like lemons. Who's Boom. this Anthony character? There's my intro. <laughs> Hi, Anthony. How are you? We could have just done that, maybe, and that might have been a nice way to do yeah, it. Yeah, or we could just lose one of our, like, 28 listeners. Go yeah. fuck yourself, Anthony. Anthony. Anthony, don't do that, my friend. Well, if you do, show yourself the love that you are worthy of. I actually um, would like to do an episode where there's 28 minutes of just my telling stories that mm -hmm. make no sense, and then just talk for two minutes about films, just for you, Anthony. I, oh. would, I would like to do that. So, like Joe, like like you normally are. Yeah, okay. You're, yeah, an, let the you're real, another Anthony, aren't let you? Let the real Joe you fly, fucking, man. Like one of those little blue fucking monkeys, just brrr, boring. A real Anthony. Lover. Oh my That's god! They First you. they took my interest and they threw it over there, and then they took. <laughs> are you the scarecrow? They took my consciousness and they threw it over there. <laughs> wow, nice. Mm. Welcome. All right. So what do you think of, ja of Jack Lemmon? Jack Lemmon. Yeah. Um, I'm an unadulterated fan of Jack Lemmon, i got to be honest. Um, I'll tell you this one story. This was I, I, I didn't realize how much I loved Jack Lemmon until somewhere in the mid-'90s. I can't remember the exact year it came out. We could probably look it up. But okay. that would take more effort than we're fuck typically that. putting Just it. Fuck that. Just go by memory. Here's that noise, and here's me fucking that noise. Okay. Um. Kenneth Branagh came out with his Hamlet, his, <laughs> yes. version, his five hour version his of five Hamlet. Five hour Hamlet, the only <sighs> Hamlet that's not great. Uh, God even, damn it. And I love Hamlet yeah. unabashedly. I am the biggest. Who doesn't love Hamlet? That is, that is my f of the Bards. Uh, uh, of the Bards. Uh, Your commentary is like a ghost my, pointing. My, my attempt to be cunty just friend. got even weird, just got lame and cunty. Okay. Um, lame is, and cunty. Th that is my favorite play. That's my favorite Shakespeare play. Of all, of all time or just Shakespeare? Uh, oh, no. Of Shakespeare. Okay. Of Shakespeare. All right, so you're, you're an unabashed lover. And just watching that Hamlet. goddamn thing. And yeah. they put Jack Lemon as this <laughs> doddering man. He was one of the guards at the beginning of the, of the play. Mm -hmm. Anybody? knows the play knows that part mm -hmm. they just put him in there and like you know you could have like put a, a like a ficus plant in that goddamn yep. uniform you could have put me in there i would have done a better version he's a, he was doddering he could barely remember the lines he could barely deliver the lines he remembered yes, yes. it was just it Tragic. was shameful it was a tragedy yeah. and I, I was watching that going uh, no stop yeah. make this not happen you know make this go away because when you come right down to it, I just I I love Jack Lemmon. I think he's the most inherent, one of the most inherently lovable, you know, big stars from the black and white days into the seventies. Yeah, you know, by the time he did that that um, sort of bit part in the Branagh version of, mm. of Hamlet, um, he was he looked like William Burroughs. First of all, mm. and the last oh my god, he did. I think the last <laughs> oh, film shit. he was in, maybe not the last film, but but the last two films. One was called Dad. It was like 19, 
90-something, and it was with Ted Danson, and oh. he played a f- Ted Danson's father who was losing his marbles. And then he was in Tuesdays with Maury, which I, I didn't read or see, but I understand it's about a man dying. And f- crazily enough, he was great in those two films <laughs> because yeah. he was really method acting what's at my, that what's, point. What's, what's my motivation? <laughs> Mashed potatoes, go. Oh, by the way, a little production value coming up. Oh, yeah? Continue. Well, bring it on. Okay, we're going to uh, see a little bit about the old... Little lemon song for the background. Uh, for Jack Lemon. You get it? There you yeah. Is that the kind of thing you want, Anthony? A little production value? A little, little production value. Little, little Z Morning Zoo, buddy. We're right in it. <laughs> no stories here. Just a little Led Zeppelin in the background coming your way. Oh, my gracious. Le- lemon song for lemon. Mm, gracious me, Anthony. You have, <laughs> you have lit a spark in young Joseph. Because fuck Anthony. Yeah. That's why. Look, I, I obviously, number one, I, I, I can't accept criticism. That's the first thing. But, yeah, no, you but, can. But number two, I like something about like approaching movies or, or other movies we should approach or we're getting in a rut with films, but it's like, uh, I don't like you when your mouth opens other than talking about the subject matter. It's not an email I want to get. Oh, God damn it. Suck a dick. I just, I just, Me picture, Anthony. no, you, no, Anthony, we love you. Keep, continue <laughs> opening that Why Patreon page, buddy. Well. I just pictured like, like that mouse and that arrow yeah. heading up to the, to the, to the click and send money button and then. Yeah. No, he yeah. hates me. Joe's mean. Well, oh, Joe, Anthony, I want you to understand, my friend. Um, I don't know you, and chances are we probably wouldn't get along. Yeah. Um, but I, as just watching you, just watching Joe be as pissed off as he is right now. I'm annoyed. Because... I owe you like a present <laughs> or something. Fuck, fuck I that. Get you it. Got, Anthony, if you have a Patreon, oh, I hate you now. send me the link, bro, Ham. Let's do this. Uh, what does Tom hate? Can I put some production on of, of something Tom would yeah, hate? Yeah, like a salad. Do that. Go put <laughs> Here's a salad, Tom. Yeah, Here's in the green room. Our green room. Nothing but salads. <laughs> Can we get some more ham on this, please? Okay. You fuck. All um, right, back to Jack. Yeah, so Jack Lemmon, by the end of his career, was just a fucking nightmare, right? But It was, but, but, but there was a so time lovable. when he was like one of the golden boys. He really yeah. was. Yeah. And love, lovability was his trait. Every... All the great actors of the black and white era, 50s, 60s, they all, they all projected one thing well yeah. above all else. And that's how they got their roles. Jack Lemmon was mm-hmm. lovable. He was, uh, he, was, he, yeah. he was some variety on that scale. Later on, he tried to get serious, and, and he did get serious to a certain extent. And he was good at it. And, and one of the films we'll talk about, I think, he's very good. Yeah, at he's it. very good at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but love, but again, lovability, that 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 goofy like dimpled smile. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He did the thing that that all actors have their sort of tell, and his tell was he would do this thing where he mm-hmm. would pull at his um, collar. Oh yes. yeah, yeah. This uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. I have to sort of you know decide the, to do the right thing, and I'm uncomfortable about it. Right, like some some movies, some uh, some actors will do that for a movie. Yeah, right. You'll be like, oh, this is the movie where yeah. Matthew McConaughey decides to play with his uh, with his you know his six pack, yeah, with, with whatever you yeah, know, like with his xylophone, with his with his amazing like pussy magnet belly thing. Yeah, or like Tom magnet actually. Oh, but mm. uh, but uh, Jack Lemmon, you're right. He had that one thing. He did that in all yeah of yeah yeah to, it and even even in his more serious roles later on tribute yep. whatever yeah he still did that tribute movie. that's another one we're not going to talk about today so i don't mind telling you uh, i love that movie i do too I love almost everything he movie. does it's not a great movie but i love that even movie. bad movies like the great race i'm like that's jack lemon right yeah, there exactly yeah until until we hit a until we hit a wall i didn't know existed which is the kenneth Branagh. oh uh, yeah yeah that godless and thing later but well, let's let's start, start at the beginning. Early. Let's, let's start, start at the beginning. beginning. Let's go. So, so this is uh, probably about 
five or six years into his career. Mm-hmm. The year before, he'd done Some Like It Hot, 1959, Billy mm-hmm. Wilder. Great movie. And so he teams up with Billy Wilder again in 1960. We're going to start with a well, well-worn discussion here of the apartment, but why not start there? We, we have to start somewhere. And but I'd like to point out that like, yeah. he... he he was uh, during the peak of B- uh, Billy Wilder ism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was he was one of the Golden Boys. He was the one he was one of those regulars that that worked well with Billy Wilder. Wilder used him a lot. Yeah, um, and so yeah, we're talking about uh, the apartment. 1960. Yeah. 1960. 1960. 1960 the apartment. Uh, Jack Lemmon, Shirley uh, MacLaine. Sh- oh, uh, Fred McMurray. Uh, yes, and I don't uh, know Larry, why. I, La- and Larry from uh, Larry from uh, Bewitched. Larry from Bewitched. He plays one of the other executives. You're kidding me. Well, then, and so does Ray Walston, my favorite Martian, and Mr. Hand from mm-hmm. um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's oh where I know him. Um, yeah, all you're, these. No shit, you're right. Oh my god, all these great sort of like characters Good and character B actors, characters yeah. and so forth. But it, we're really talking about the trio here, which is Jack Lemmon. Shirley MacLaine and Fred, Fred McMurray, McMurray, right? Boom, yep. So it's New York City. Mm-hmm. It's the sort of like it's really the Mad Men era. It's the swing and it's the it, it's the swing and dawn of the sixties. We for have sure. this beautiful black and white sort of uh, film that that takes us sort of a, an upshot to the top of a building, like an account, a, a floor or two of like an account company, right? And and C.C. Baxter, played by Jack Lemmon, is just one of the many cogs in this machine. And it's made, and it really is a machine. It looks like yeah. it looks like uh, I don't know. I, I've actually had at one point I had uh, a really shitty door to door sales job. Oh, don't tell and a I, story, Tom. Oh, whatever. Move this along. Anthony's getting impatient. Stop. Okay, now, go ahead. Stop. Yes. And I walked into uh, a sweatshop. Yeah. Run by like little Chinese ladies. Any shop you're just... in, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Anthony, he's told a joke. I uh, love you. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, land's sakes almighty. Anyways, this fucking yeah. uh, I walked in and it, it basically had that same layout. It's just all the all the desks are yeah. aimed in the same direction. The, the symmetry is maddening. It's yeah. just like six <laughs> rows, a hundred deep of the same desk, yeah. the same atom machine, exactly. the same people. We're machines dangling out cog, of the mouth. Right. There's no there's yeah. no mistake in the symbolism here. Yeah. And that's the that's the floor where that happens. Right. And you know, the only sort of anything out of that landscape is sort of like delivery boys delivering manila envelopes back and forth. Right. 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 Yeah. So uh CC Baxter is uh is a schmuck. Uh he's a schmendrick. Uh mm-hmm. he's just another guy working in that hive there who wants to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And the way he is the way it has fallen to him to get ahead is to uh, play uh, just f- just kiss kiss the fuck up to the executives above him. Now he is a single bachelor. He has nobody at home, and he has a, like a nice little apartment. He's a nice little apartment in Manhattan. Nice a little apartment. That's a little place, right? It's a nice a little apartment. <laughs> I wonder if anyone gets that. Uh, but uh, so what he does is whenever uh, one of the one of the executives uh, is going to uh, you know get up in them guts uh, with a young female, they uh, basically he. They borrow his apartment for that, yeah. for the uh, for the attrist, the yeah, yeah. assignation. So he's a single, knocking them booties because if you a, will. he's a single guy and he's known to be a bachelor. He'll have this pad, and, and he's also known to be such a kiss ass right. that he'll do anything. And in overall, just a, a man of not of weak character. Yeah. He's just a weak. He's fucker. a lot like Tom. Yeah, absolutely. Well, he has. Well, in this case, he has character of, right. of some kind. It is weak. It's weak, right? I actually, uh, I have uh, this one single hair on the top of my head. I call that my character. And That's Tom is headed with that represents. less, um, less toward William Burroughs and more toward Marlon Brando. More towards uh, Marlon Brando having freshly eaten William Burroughs. 
that was on the set of Apocalypse Now, as I recall. A little yes. bit of trivia. With, with there the you chicken. go, Anthony. A little trivia. Wednesday trivia, Anthony. <laughs> By the way, I just want to By the way, Anthony, know, I didn't know if you knew this. It's Wednesday when we're doing this. I want to interrupt uh, uh, your story, Tom, to yeah. sort of say that the Straubs 1975 uh, classic, Lemon Pie, coming at you <laughs> on... Uh, Jack Lemon uh, Wednesday. Jack Lemon Mystery Theater. This goes out to Anthony. By the way, uh, if you do like trivia, there's a. Uh, this is uh, my mom actually uh, had this uh, this uh, play. Uh, mm-hmm. It was on her on her shelf, and I, I I pulled it out and was reading. I was like, "Fuck, yeah. this is the apartment." Promises, promises. Oh, cool. is the name of the original play. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, and um, yeah, and it had been like like a big hit on Broadway. And, you know, I, I've been so sort of concentrating on Anthony that I've sort of derailed you and I apologize because you just started to establish the, the plot here which is that C.C. Baxter uh, works yeah. at this company uh, wants to impress the executives and gets manipulated into letting them use his apartment all the constantly time. To, to, to the massive detriment of his personal life yeah I mean he, he'll be standing out in the rain at 2 a.m. getting a cold because he can't get back into his own apartment which mm-hmm. some exec is using to fuck some secretary right yeah well you know make or watch tour. TV or Play right. canasta, yeah. Play, play canasta with her pussy. Okay, that's un, that's uncalled for. Canasta pussy. It's yep. to be feared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, so he gets like a, like, a, like the lesson in manchon twat. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what? The I fuck? Don't know. That sounds like a South Korean director. We should talk manchon twat. Manchon twat. We're doing him in two months. Wow. Look for right. Anthony. I'm finally, two months away from twat. I love it. Okay, back to the apartment. Yeah, Uh, to to the point where he gets a nasty-ass cold because he's out in the rain and all that kind of stuff. Puts his foot down. Right. Puts his foot down. I need my apartment back. Right, just so he can get over this thing. Yes. Now, at the same time, it is established, and in his own weak and feeble way, he's got himself himself the hots for a young lady who works in the building, the elevator operator, back when they had fucking elevator operators. Shirley McLean. Played by the wonderful... We could talk about that at some point. Well, what? Played by Shirley McLean. Do you like Shirley McLean? Do I like her? Yeah. I actually do. You know, everything about me sort of being, you know, raised the way I was is not supposed to like her because mm-hmm. she's new age and she's she's kind of a, a ball buster and all this stuff. But I saw a movie with her and Jack Black, who I normally dislike a lot, mm-hmm. called Bernie. And even in her old age, she's still a kick-ass lady. Yeah, all right. I, I, I like her a lot. I got to say this. I like her despite her. I just... Yeah. I do. She, they're just. She is. I don't know. She's not a greatest actor. Uh, actor. She's, she's limited in many respects. But for yeah. some reason, she when she works, she fucking works like in a role. Yep, and absolutely. she works perfectly in this role. She's a lot like you know. You know who I recently heard an interview with is Meg Tilly. Remember Meg Tilly? Oh, Meg Tilly. I yes. masturbated. My I masturbated a year away to that woman when Psycho Two came out. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So I oh. know uh, I'm with you. But but um. Uh, in this interview, she's actually really, really smart. And I know she has that sort of cupid doll voice, but she is a, a really entertaining thinker, much right. less actor. She's really interesting. And, so and McLean sort of strikes me that way. Yeah, I'll grant you yeah. that. Okay. Now, let me just make sure we're not talking about Jennifer Tilly, her sister. My God. I'm talking, you're right. One of them was in Psycho 2 and The Big Chill, and the other one's got more of a like, nya, 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 nya. That's, that's the one. I'm actually talking about that one. Yeah, the one you're talking about Born nya, Yesterday nya, nya voice. voice. Yeah. But she's actually a brilliant person. Anyway, uh, okay. I, so back to the, to the apartment, if we ever get through this. Wow. Oh, Anthony. Oh, Anthony. Fast forward, oh, Anthony. Anthony. Too many stories. Oh, my Lord. Get lambs. to it, fellas. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Joe just. <laughs> I don't know what I did there. But but so so Jack Lemon really, 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 <laughs> I'm throwing confetti. Um. Uh, that's Riptorn, right? 
Taylor, God, we suck. Holy moly. Is, so I love this episode. You know why? Because Anthony's going to hate it. <laughs> so um, he, Jack Lemon has the hots for this elevator operator played by Shirley MacLaine, mm-hmm. who, who sort of doesn't lead him on. Like, she's nice. She kind of thinks he's nice. But it's unclear as to whether she really wants to return his she's, feelings. She, she kind of makes it known that she's... She sees him as a bit of a schmuck. Okay, but as just a non in, nice in her way. world. Yeah, in the way that we all remember, or you and I remember in high school, right? Oh no, I wish I had that kind of kindness. All right, <laughs> not not your mom. I meant the girls oh. at school. So so there were other girls at school. They were not according to your mother. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so uh, speaking of mother, I got a song here for you, Anthony. Oh, this is about the mothers of invention. Mothers? lemon pie squid cake. That's right. So so. Jack Lemon is is sort of trying to sort of pull away from the executives and stop being used by them. And there's this sort of, sort of other storyline where he's in love with Shirley MacLaine, who doesn't exactly return his feelings. And then enters Fred McMurray, who calls him to the main office one day. Fred McMurray's like one of the CEOs he's or vice the, presidents yeah, or something. Yeah, he's an executive high a up. Muckety muck, we call them. And mm. and um, and uh, Baxter gets up there, and it turns out that Fred McMurray's on to the whole thing. He understands that executives have been allowed to use his flat, and and Jack Which is Lennon very much against the rules, according to Fred it McMurray. Was against the rules, and Jack. I don't know what song it is, but Jack Lemon thinks he's about to get busted, and it turns out Fred McMurray wants to use the pad. Right, he wants to put the nails to his secretary or whoever he's banging. That's right. There's a great. I read this in the Jack uh, Lemon autobiography when I was 11, by the way, and that's that. Sweet a, mother of God. <laughs> there's a. Anthony and you save yourself. <laughs> There's a great I don't know how old you are, but I'm assuming it's somewhere in the teens. Run, Daddy. You're too old because you're alive. Um, uh, he there's a couple of scenes that Jack Lemon improvised where he takes he goes to take out a pen, but mm-hmm. because he's sick, he accidentally takes out a thermometer and the thermometer falls out, or he's surprised by something Fred McMurray says, so he accidentally squeezes his sort of visine bottle and it goes. Yeah, the liquid goes remember, yeah. All of that was improvised. If you watch the film again, McMurray <laughs> barely contains himself and just goes sort of goes with it. Uh-huh. But but now he's in trouble because this is the big guy yeah. and he can't he can't refuse him the key. So he's right. like he's like well this will be good for me because I can advance in the company. And Go this ahead. is also. So like that when that executive high enough that if he does make him happy, there might actually be like he might accrue some kind of a a, a good repercussion out of it. Yeah, for sure, and, yeah, like and it would benefit him to do it. So he gives him the extra key to his apartment. Yes, and he, he, meanwhile, you know, um, he makes a date with Miss Kuberling. I think it is the that is Shirley her name, McClain. Mrs. Kuberling, Shirley McLean's character. And in case you were wondering who Fred McMurray was going to be nailing, and she she stands him he's up. Going, he's got a nailing. It's like it's like an old sailor thing. And 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 uh, all of a sudden, we 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 are given to understand the reason that she stood him up. She stands Jack Lemon up, and that's that she's out with. Fred McMurray. Fred McMurray. What? Okay. That's all. Why? Okay. It, well, because your hand is on the mouse, you're about to launch another music thing. I'm I thinking. don't have a McMurray song. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Well, yeah. Fred McMurray. Coming plays... into the McMurrays ah. from 1967. <laughs> Son of a bitch, you got me. So Fred McMurray. Yeah. So so Wait, it's, it's revealed yeah. to us that Fred McMurray is the one that's putting the nails to Miss Kuberlick, i.e., yeah. Shirley MacLaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Jack Lemmon doesn't know this. He only knows he's been stood up. And he's right. such a schlub that the next time he sees her, he's like, yeah, that's all right. No yeah. big deal. Again, I remember this from high school. Yeah. And, and uh, Fred McMurray is, uh, Fred McMurray, of course, is the, here's the other half of the equation. Uh, Shirley MacLaine is madly in love with Fred McMurray, who is uh, married and uh, really is never going to leave his wife, though he's more than happy to bank Shirley MacLaine and tell her so. You know, he, Fred McMurray always played like, well, he, like I said, Jack Lemmon has that, 
nice guy persona. Fred McMurray to me brings two things to the table. Usually when he's in a show, when he's in a movie, one is like an upright citizen or yep. two, a schmuck and a half. The greatest dad in the world, like the all of my three sons. Right. Or the lazy or a schmuck in a terribly lazy way. Like yep. almost a language, a language schmuck. Wow. Sorry. Wow. I, the production value got wrong there. I'm going to pay attention to the podcast now. So yes, yes. He has one of those two well, you might. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So he brings those two things to movies. Every yep. movie I can think of, mostly mostly I think of him in the schmuck role. Yeah. Right. So that's, you know, Kane Muni, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, he's a traitor. Yeah. And an asshole. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so uh, yeah. So he uh, porks uh, Ms. McLean. Yeah. Uh, she uh, doesn't. Uh, yeah. He knocks damn boots. Yes. Uh, she, uh, he, uh, basically she, she realizes he's never going to leave his wife. Yes. She tries to commit suicide, commit suicide in, in the apartment that she doesn't know that. Go ahead. How fucking rude is that? Go ahead. To Which kill part? yourself in the apartment of somebody you have no idea whose apartment it that is. That is kind of rude. You don't know who's going to walk in on Dude, your dead And if corpse. you do, like you gotta like take some precautions. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to go the shotgun route. You definitely want the helmet. Wrap yourself in cellophane. Oh, no, no. I'm saying you can put you can put the football helmet on. Yeah. You know. But also go to Home Depot and, and do some like sort of sheet, um, like plastic sheeting on mm-hmm. the wall. Right. That shit needs to get cleaned up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anthony, if takes- you're taking notes, Anthony, Joe yep. wants you to do that. I, I leave it to your own discretion and imagination Would, how you, you want to do it. Literally by name chasing away our one fan writing shit on our... Never mind. So, because <laughs> he annoys me. What is wrong with us? So, um, anyway, um, Jack Lemon. she doesn't know it's Jack Lemon's apartment. Jack That's Lemon right. doesn't know that Fred McMurray's been having trysts uh, with, with his, her. With his goyle, as he wants it The girl he wants. Yeah. So he walks in, and there she is. Yeah. And so there's all kinds of things that happen. Like Great character actor. The great character actor couple, his neighbors. Oh, the Jewish doctor. The Jewish doctor. is a Jewish doctor. She's a Jewish wife. This guy's a real player. Sometimes uh, I hear a Twilight double header in there. Yeah, right. So yeah. so he goes to the doctor because he wants to save Miss Kubik's life, Shirley yep. McLean's life. Yep. Uh, the doctor comes over. And, the, and now, first off, the, the, the doctor is a bit player in this movie, but he's, but he's kind of got some cool and significant part. Yeah. Because... During the early part of the movie, when all these other executives are, are like, you know, getting tail up in his apartment, yeah. the doctor thinks it's Jack Lemon's character. So he thinks Jack Lemon is some kind oh, of a real playboy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a real Jack Ham sort of a situation. John Ham, sorry. Jack Ham. Jack the Hamm. great football player mm-hmm. from John Lemon. in the 70s. Right. Anyways, um, yep. so he thinks that that's, you know, that's Jack Lemon getting all that uh, sweet, sweet poo yep. nanny. Yep. But it is, in fact, uh, the other executives. In any event, so he comes across this and he goes, like, this is the this is what's going to happen, boy chick. So he gets very Jewish and fatherly all over Jack Lemon's case. Judgmental, but he does save Miss Kublik's life. And so the rest of the film, I don't know, and, and <coughs> if you want to, that's fine, but I don't know that we need to play out the rest of the film because it's really just about that situation. Right. That's established in the first half of the film, which is like now he's got to take care of this sort of recovering from an, an attempted suicide, Shirley MacLaine, mm-hmm. right. who he has feelings for, but he also realizes has been having feelings and action with Fred McMurray, right. who doesn't give a shit about her, but who also holds the sway over C.C. Baxter, Baxter, Jack Lemmon's character. Right. And so it's just the rest of it's about that, like the choices you make, choices your level you of make. integrity, what he love sort means. of sort of becomes an adult, and he, he comes of age sort of in the end of the movie, blah, yeah. blah, does, does a series of the right things. And God bless him. Thank you. Great Jack Lemmon, fucking soundtrack. Boom. Great theme that's that's yeah. woven in and out of these, these different scenes. Who is, who is the music director? I don't know. I'm busy with um, you know the Lemon song by yeah. Let's Up, and I'm, yeah, I'm satisfying yeah. Anthony. But, but um, also great sort of black and white cinematography. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, Billy Wilder's, 
It's hard to have a bad Billy Wilder movie, even when they're uh, not that great. Oh, okay. All talk right. about that. All right. Moment. That's great. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I think we both give it a, a huge thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. The Apartment? Absolutely. It is. It's I, think it, I think it, it won the Best Picture Best Picture, award, but, but... And uh, it deserved to. I mean, yep. it really is just an excellent movie. And Lancaster won for Elmer Gantry, and he deserved to. I mean, Lemon is great in this, but he's not. he didn't outact. Lancaster. Lancaster at his most Lancastrian, yeah. for sure. Lancastrian, yeah. very good. So our next film uh, um, is 1966's The Fortune Cookie. The Fortune Cookie, also directed by um, Billy Wilder, but it's the first teaming, uh, I think that turned out to be about seven films between Jack, Jack Lemmon and Walter, Walter Matthau. Matthau yeah. So in this one, Jack Lemmon uh, plays a cameraman for the Cleveland Browns. Yep. And he's out getting establishing yeah. some sort of shot on the field. Right, right. Yeah, well, he's filming during a. He's filming. He's, he works for the TV. He's working. He's filming works the, the show. Yeah. Shut up. He's, <laughs> he works for the TV. For the, for the TV pictures. people. For the oh, picture. Oh, for the, my grandson the works for the TV. Pictures. He makes the pictures and stories. Oh, the megabytes he eats up. Okay. Anyway, yep. so he's filming a game. Yep. Uh, the running back goes for a screen. It goes for a sweep. Running Joe, back Joe named doesn't Boom know Boom, any I believe. Yeah, the the running back is a is a black gentleman named Boom, whose nickname is Boom Boom. Boom, Boom. Uh, he takes a sweep uh, hard to the right, uh, and he gets uh, sort of pushed out of bounds directly into Jack Lemon, who takes rather uh, rather um, rather a sarcastic fall all over the. Yeah, play. it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, he takes an absurd fall. Uh, and then, um, boom, we, then we, then we're off to the hospital and we see Jack Lemon is there. He's being treated for his injuries or they're trying to establish what those injuries are. And in walks his brother-in-law played by Walter Matthau, played by Walter Matthau. At his Sorry, most... in the background, we have the fortune cookie by, uh, the crystal airs, but, and the, and the lemon drops. That's right. Okay. okay. So, uh, Walter Matthau is at is... his most cartoony. Oh, he's fucking great. I really love Walter Matthau. In fact, it's almost more a Walter Matthau film than, than a Jack Lemmon film. Yes, I will grant you that because, yeah, there's that thing. He does this character. Like, he's either Walter Matthau straight yeah. or he's this fucking character. Which is sort of like. <laughs> he's I, a hunched over. He's in a hurry. He's have gonna... a seat. Oh, there's a Buick on the seat. Let me get the Buick off the seat. Uh, right, I mean, that's right. Gilbert Godfrey again, but you get the picture. Well, right? no, that, I think Gilbert Gottfried is not, not too far from the mark. I think. Okay, yeah, I think yeah. Gilbert might may, maybe be channeling a little bit on this. Okay, so 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 Jack Lemon has suffered this sort of possible possible neck injury or something. They take him to the hospital off mm-hmm. the field, witnessed by eighty thousand. I guess at one time there were eighty thousand Cleveland Brown fans, um, <laughs> but uh, he's taken to the hospital yeah. and and Walter Matthau gets there and he's he's scheming right away. He's a lawyer. He's, he's right an ambulance there. chaser. He's literally an ambulance chaser. Yeah. Um, so so come to find out by talking to Jack Lemon's sister and and his mother in law that uh, Walter Matthau's mother in law that um, Jack Lemon sustained a sort of like um, crushed or. Compressed vertebrae. Compressed vertebrae as a child. As a child by jumping off a roof during a game. And it clicks with Walter Matthau that it's still going to be compressed and show up on on a, an x-ray that uh-huh. way so he can sue the network, sue the Cleveland Browns, sue the right. city of Cleveland, whoever he fucking needs to sue to get a million dollars. Of course, it's a 1966 movie, so like a million dollars is like the phrase, right? Right, right, right. Or a half a million dollars or some variety. Yeah. The, the word million always comes in there, right? So he, he, he tells Jack Lemmon the plan and Jack Lemmon's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about with the frozen fish, the flying fish? I think Jack Lemmon <laughs> is basically... you giving me with the flying fish. He's basically... <laughs> Tell that collar. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> Welcome, Anthony. Yeah, uh, he's got. Um, he basically he's like a toned. He's a he's a toned up version of Johnny Cochran? Jack Jack Lemmon from The Apartment, in a sense. Oh yeah, and it's, it's slightly Hapless toned schmuck. down, tuned down from it's, The Odd Couple a couple of years later. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's he's not going to do it. He's ah, I go back to work. He's what are you talking about? Guy, right? I have integrity. And lo and behold, he gets a phone call in the hospital room from, from his ex wife, the one who he's still obviously deeply in love with, but Mad left about. him left him a year ago for like a bongo player in a jazz band mm-hmm. or something like that. Oh, just just. Just a, a super, just a super hot woman. Yeah, she's very hot. She's and, very attractive. And Jack Lemmon is also is clearly pissed. And even for 1966, he calls her a bitch or something. He says bitch. That freaked me out. I never, never heard Jack Lemmon say that. Imagine him saying that. Absolutely. That yeah. But but it's clear that he's going to be convinced by her, and that she's all of a sudden really only concerned for his health. And oh, he's being taken in by this ex-wife who wants to get yeah. in on the action. Right. Of course, it becomes clear she wants in on the action. And Walter Matthau knows it from the very beginning. But he, whatever it takes. So for the, it, it's established. She is massively out of his league in the looks yep. department. Oh yeah, he has never had trim that amazing in his life, and he's just fallen in love with that thing. I that guess he so. thinks it's going on there. So that's that's the essential but he's a conflict. Sucker for that, and 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 so of course the the sort of like establishment lawyers who want to sort of protect you know their clients' money mm-hmm. hire this in really ridiculous over the top private investigator <laughs> with a like a uh, what do you call it like a broom push broom mustache? No, I think we call that a Hitler mustache. <laughs> it was a Hitler mustache. <laughs> To sort of like film him and somehow <laughs> get microphones best. into the radiators in this guy's apartment because right. they know he's faking it. But Walter Matthau was... Microphones are only slightly smaller than the ones we're talking into right That's now. true. <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, so so it's sort of like, will they get caught? Will Jack Lemmon reveal himself? But Walter Matthau is too smart. So is the ex-wife. And then on top of it, you have Boom Boom, who feels terrible about what he right. thinks he's, he's done. he's apart in the background because he's got a terrible conscience right now. So so he's in conflict. He, he wants to help Lemmon. He's a little bit in conflict with Lemon's wife because he sort of gets smells you know this this sort of conniving um, gold digger mm-hmm. uh, Walter Matthau is an unsavory character uh, and so there's all these sort of I think there's all this interesting tension and and what I'm going to say and I'm going to beat you to it is it isn't a great movie but mm-hmm. it's an enjoyable movie it's, I had a hard time with I tell you what okay I honestly had a hard time with this movie yep. there's there's a time when the, Billy Wilder is one of the greatest directors of all time. Yep. Until he is uh, aware until, of himself. <laughs> until he's Blake Edwards. Yeah, I don't know how else to put that. Like, like every once in a while, his comedy just goes over the top too hard on me. A little, it becomes a little too cartoony. It's a little too hard. Like, like something like that is maybe my favorite comedy of all time. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, I mean, he might be over the top, but uh, yeah, he was born to be wild on a. <sighs> On a Jack Lemon Wednesday for Billy Wilder. <laughs> Going out to you, Anthony. Hopefully he's not going to start playing like clips from Over the Top, the great Sylvester Stallone movie. <laughs> okay. About our like, yeah, so, anyway, so he's, he's it's a just little, a moment. It's yeah. just, it gets a little hard to take for me. Okay. Mathhouse is really going over the, just going right I over the fucking top. Math- of, he got the, he got love a, or hate a, it. A, a, a best supporting actor for I this. totally believe that because yeah. he was really fucking funny. But at yeah. the same time, it was, it was just, it was, there was a lot of jarring elements. Like I, I almost shut the goddamn movie off just because of his mother in law. Who appears oh, yeah. like two times in person, three times in person, and once over the phone Crying. as a screaming yeah, annoyance yeah. that I wanted to just I, flush yeah. myself down a toilet for. No, um, so and so, the guy, the, the the investigator who's watching and listening to him is like 
just like uh, I'm an idiot. My, That's crazy. My it's just, eyes are huge. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know. There's just parts. It, it's okay. It's it's. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'd give it a five. I'd give it a I'd give it a thumb in the middle. I give it I give it a give it a thumb. I give it a I give it a colorectal exam. I give it a thumbs up, but it's that sort of like tepid <laughs> thumbs up that goes with it's like Sunday afternoon. Tomorrow's Monday. I kind of just want to relax and have a beer and watch a movie. You know, like it's not it's not the Magnificent Seven. It's no. just like I I just in the mood it's for one of those movies where movie. I think my my personal thing is I'd be yeah. afraid to tell somebody to watch it and have them hate me for it. I see. Notice I wasn't afraid of that because yeah. I had seen this before and and asked you to watch it for the first time. Yes. But I, I, I hated, hated you hated. long before. Yeah, this. so there was no risk. Absolutely, Anthony, come. We we will camp <laughs> together, my friend. We will spoon and talk tales of hatred. You stop telling a story. I think Anthony will come. Oh yeah. Well, waka waka. All right. So that's so so we're a little bit split on that, but not massively. Yeah. And then we have nineteen our third film, nineteen seventy three's Save the Save Tiger. Save the Tiger. What okay. to say? Do do you want to talk about whether you like this film or not, or lead into that? Oh, I love this movie. It's a fucking brilliant. film. It's great. It's, it's you know amazing. it is it's. Uh, it's, it's people who not don't perfect. like it. Something's wrong with people who don't. It's like not a. It's not perfect. It's really great to see Jack Lemon in a role that's very not Jack Lemon. Yeah. Well, it's the beginning of of him sort of fully committing to a serious, serious role. To wanting to be taken seriously. Right. To have he's you know he lived through. There are the, no applause the, breaks for the, like comedy bits here. The change there's there's he lived through the change of Hollywood over from the old studio system yep. to the. Uh, you know, to to the to the modern sort of take on it that was happening in the beginning of the seventies, yeah. And he came out of the seventies, and he and he embraced it, and he was able to move past being who Jack Lemmon had been all of his career before that, and, and did some great, did some really good work. Yeah, this is one of them. Okay, well, Save the Tiger is yeah. a great movie. It's a great film, and it's it, the 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 premise is that he lives in in, in suburban York. Los. No, it's Los Angeles. Oh yeah, that's right. It is LA. Sorry, well because Sorry, I think it's Anthony. garment industry. Sorry. I think of Jews. I don't know. Wow, uh, racist on top of it, mm-hmm. anti-Semitic. So, so Jack Lemmon lives in the outskirts of Los Angeles, and it's clear that he's living this life. Finally, it's like the pool with like the the, the right. uh, pool toys sort of left over from a party. And now that I think about it, I can't imagine how I thought New York for a yeah, second. Yeah, that's okay. But, <laughs> but, but you know, and he wakes up in the morning, and his wife's going on a trip, and mm-hmm. he talks about like we usually make it before you go on a trip, and and it's clear that the daughter is is in some sort of like private school, but they're sending her to like Switzerland or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. he's first generation. Having made it in America, very obviously so. Co co partners of the Scarmet factory. He, he really is like an, in a sense a poster child of the baby boomers. The people who came yeah. out, grew up in the depression, came out of the depression, self made, probably with the help of the military. Like that's never that's never far out of the background on this guy. And that he was he had served in World War II and had and had proudly done so. I actually think it was Korea. No, because it, because Anzio was was the the beach where they got caught. I'm pretty sure it was World War II. Okay, doesn't matter. All right. Anyway. I mean, it's not that relevant. It's sometime in the, it's 1973 and it's, it's a quarter century or 30 years earlier that he right. has these sort of remembrances of being a soldier. Right, right. And it's that, and it's one of those movies and there were a lot of them in this time in the 70s. There was a huge change coming of course across the American uh, cultural landscape. Like yeah. you can see it and these movies really captured the essence of it. It was the baby boomers 
on this side, and then the 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 the, the Gen Xers, the hippie, you know, the yeah. hippie people coming in after them, uh, and their lack of communication, their lack of ability to communicate and, and hold values in common. Well, also, was it was really div- what a lot of these movies were about. But it divides older people too, because it's like you see it in the same year in a movie like Breezy, right? Exactly. I was thinking Breezy too. And yeah. so, so it's like you have the like. Um, there's that line from Breezy where where William Holden is in his his real estate office, mm-hmm. and one of his coworkers says, says what, what, do you, "What do you what do you think?" And when you look, there's a bunch of hippies. Out front, side out on the sidewalk, and one goes, "What are you thinking?" And he goes, "Low, Low tide. tide." And so it's, but but Holden kind of winces at that, like he's actually the protagonist who's not against them and right. kind of understands them, and right, and so or Jack, wants to, wants. And so Jack Lemmon's sort of more in that camp, yeah. like he could well be a complete dick, but he kind right. of wants to understand. And on the it. other end of that, you'd find yourself with Clint Eastwood and Dirty Harry, like you know, the, again the the. The old school approach to things versus the new, right? Yeah. That would have been the more fascist approach. So, so his wife heads out um, wherever she's going. She's yeah. flying somewhere, and he goes into work, and we begin to see the troubles of his day. But beforehand, he picks up on the Sunset Strip, um, Lori Heineman, right. um, the actress. who's just at this point like nineteen, sort of hippie, mm-hmm. rides up and down, you know, the Sunset Strip, right. and and the first we'll thing eventually end up as a pair of gloves and a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, sure. Mantle pace. Yeah, fair enough. This is what the seventy. He's dead. Fair enough. But she immediately asks him, like, you want a ball? And it's just a sort of like offhand mm. question. And he's like, want a ball? Like, tug, tug, tug at his collar. You kids. That's, crazy. by the way, that's the on fleek version of want to fuck, I think. Yeah, I guess that's that. it, right? So, so, anyway, so no, he doesn't, but thank you. He drops her off and he goes out to work. And then we begin to see the troubles of his work. We begin right. to see the old, sort of the old guard um, garment designers, you know, fashion designers. The old approach to like it. Yellowed, it's old. yellowed it's... fingernails, uh, cigarette dangling on the mouth, and the new, like, sort of like the queer hippie, right. you know, mm-hmm. and they're at odds with alternative each other. friendly. Yeah, fair enough, and then but then also he's got this partner um, who's this great character, great character actor, actor. Um, Jack name? Gifford, and you've probably seen him in a bunch of things as a second or third banana. But he and, and Jack uh, Lemon are partners, and they have um, problems. And so yeah. um, one of the problems is again they're going to have a losing year. And right. How do they deal? And they've with had them? a few, and they've had they've had a run of them, and they're trying to break this streak of bad years. And there's been a lot of sort of juggling the books in the past, and somehow getting the money back and making it work. Right. And at any given time, they're basically broke. And always clients coming in, like um, from Cleveland on the train arriving, who clearly. They're, they're just pimps. Like, they clearly get lazy. Basically, are treating them as pimps. Right. They're not actually making the clothes. Right. See, that's the thing is they're not making the clothes. They're not, they're basically, they're, they're the ones running interference for these other people who are coming in to yeah. buy the stuff. And that basically renders them pimps. They're the, supposedly yeah. the president and the executive. And all they're really doing is getting yeah. this guy cocksucked. Which is like, yeah. And it's like that what happened to this business that you know, we were proud of. Right. And that's with failing anyway. And we're having to do sort of like slightly underhanded getting things. Getting sleazier. All the time. And then getting the sort of like the pimp thing and all this sort of stuff. And in the meantime, we're understanding from Jack Lemon's point of view, his character's point of view, that he's having some sort of essentially what we'd call PTSD sort of flashbacks. Is, yes, indeed. And mm-hmm. and and it's it's sort of parallel or coupled. The flashbacks are coupled, um, or in contrast, or, or I'm sorry, uh, sort of go along with, with all the pressure he's feeling about his work, right. but also in parallel with this deep, deep sense of nostalgia he has. Like like he doesn't yeah. mind. The hippies, but he's also like, "What happened to Glenn Miller?" Right, and he, oh, and Joe you can't, like that's Harry James on the radio, right? And he there, does these know? things that are kind of like it, they're tragic. Yeah. And and Tom and I 
are the most nostalgic, older fucks than we actually are. People, we're doing a fucking classic film podcast, for yeah, Christ's sake. Yeah, but it's even sad to us the way this dialogue comes out. He'll do this listing of things. Joe DiMaggio, mm-hmm. Marty Shaw. You know, like, all, he just wants to remember things the way they were when they right. were good. Right, yeah. And 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 they're not. They're not that anymore. He can't. They're he not just, for him, or he can't adjust to make them good. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so and so the, the that's where like the name of the movie is one of is kind of one of the neater tricks of the movie. As far yeah. As I'm it's hard to that figure one. out for a while why it it's takes called a while Save the to figure out why it's called Save the Tiger. Yeah. Right. And what it is is in the background. Well, do you want, what, I, I, and I don't we? want to stop you. I guess but should. Is we? it worth? I don't think it's worth doing. I think that's a nice surprise. <laughs> Shit, I'd almost like to do some kind Without of. Without Anthony, we have twenty three people, so I think it it narrows the number of people we'd spoil it for. On I the one say, hand, you know, but I would hate for somebody to watch it and not get it and walk right, away from it. that. Go ahead. Which is basically okay. So there's there's a series. It's the seventies. There are protests going on back then. They they did it and they did it unironically and unashamedly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of them is saving the tiger. They yep. want to save the the endangered species of the Bengalese tiger, which we tiger still need to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, that hasn't changed much. Yeah. <laughs> but we're 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 led to believe that the Harry Call is is this Harry? No, no, not Harry Call. What's his name? What's the Jack Lemmon's character? Yeah, Jack Lemmon's character. Uh, it's Harry something. Harry Stoner. Harry Stoner. Yeah. I was Harry Calls from the conversation. Sorry, Harry Palmer. Uh, Harry Palmer. Uh, Harry Stoner. Uh, Stone. Uh, basically, he's um, he's an endangered species himself. Yeah. He's going out. Yeah. There's no stopping that fact. Yep. But so, but, so the, but the nostalgia of wanting to stop, you know, it, it's really yeah. kind of, it's really kind of sweet. Can he save himself? Yeah, is the question. Or can can he be saved? Can he save himself? Is he worth saving? Can he do it with integrity? Mm-hmm. It's a film that asks a lot of really like heavy, heavy questions. Yeah. It's it's a, a, the ilk of like an Edward Albee play. It's very like almost not quite as intense as Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, but that level of like introspection. Yeah, and it's not. I get and good that, introspection. I get that it's not for everyone, but it really is one of those films that if you watch it and you don't like it, okay. But if you watched 15 minutes and you're like, I don't like this because it's yeah. too much like work. Fuck yeah. you. Well, I'll go you this one better too, and I. I don't really say this. Um, yeah. If you if you watch this movie and don't like it, watch it in fifteen years. Oh. It will make so much more sense to you. Well, now if we're it talk- almost takes a forty year old to get this. We movie may in a sense. be talking to young people who are like us at eleven. In which case, we could say if it, if it, that's you, then watch it now. Yeah, absolutely. And if, but if you're not, if you're a normal you're person a normal, with friends, <laughs> if you're a normal person with friends, and the possibility of getting some ass at any point, yeah, you might then wait fifteen. Yeah, years. You watch it, yeah. don't like it, but watch it Go again in dates, fifteen or twenty. Hang years. out with friends, and then oh, later on, watch. Oh my god, but, my things. That but I those do. three of you, you know who you are. Yeah, watch right. it now. Oh yeah, we'll break out of the break out of the basement. <laughs> Ma, we're podcasting down here. <laughs> God help us. <laughs> All right. Save the Finley. Mm. Mm. Well, that's uh, another successful podcast. Yeah. Streamlined, I'd say, this time. Oh, I'm telling you, man. We, we were out together by, the, by your rage of uh, the, the raging of the Anthony Light here. Yeah. All any, right. You have any business, Tom? Um, shoot. Let's see. Uh, a couple of things coming up. Uh, Mid-November. Uh, we're going to be doing like a political show here in Fresno. Yeah. Uh, with guest star Will Durst. Is that be, settled like, a for symposium. sure? Well, it, hopefully. All the details aren't Fresno in there, City but College. I'm looking forward, to it. looking forward to Wilders it. We'll get more. Smith. We'll get more uh, de- deets, more of the DTs out mm-hmm. to you as they come in. Uh, other than that, check out my website at uh, Smitty. Uh, I'm sorry, TomSmithComedy.com, mm-hmm. uh, and join us uh, Finley's on Films on Patreon and on uh, and on iTunes. Apparently, uh, you want to not maybe you don't want to leave, leave a, a comment. Review. Leave a little review. <laughs> yeah, leave buddy. a little review, please. Hit that button, buddy. <laughs> and also, uh, also, don't forget Twitter. We have four thousand Twitter followers. We have 
Um, 36 yep. listeners, but 4,000 Twitter followers. Yeah. But we always keep look at uh, you know follow us for updates and for and also for stories. You're going to want stories. Oh, go check stories. out go, go to Amazon.com. Check out a little oh, book on there. That's right. Uh, called Living with Noise. Our friend Joseph here. Well, is I thought a you meant the book published. we're going to write of stories that precede our our film critiques. Oh yes. Maybe right. we should come up with that. Yeah, and a dedicated table, to a certain somebody. Coffee table book about some weird remembrance you had from yeah, the mid-70s. Okay. Right. All right. Well, night and, and night, Anthony. Good night. We love you. No, we do.